Welcome to Zichud Avsi, Mademoiselle Avram Goldai, and here Moseches Nedarim, Daf Tezvav, the second parak Be'il Mutarim. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Rav Yudah said on Daf Yud Dalad Ambeis that one says, "Konum enai b'sheinah hayom im ishnol l'machar." My eyes are konum for sleep today. If I sleep tomorrow, we do not allow the person to sleep today, since he may sleep tomorrow and trigger the nether. The Gemara here poses a challenge from a Mishnah, which states that if one says "Konum shani b'sheinah konum on my sleep," he's prohibited by Lo Yachel Dvaro. He shall not desecrate his word. After clarifying that a netter expresses way cannot be valid, for we've learned that a netter is not effective on activities, but only on tangible entities, and that a netter must have a time limitation, since a netter is also invalid like a shvu if it's impossible to keep, the Gemara concludes that the Mishnah must be where he said, Konum im My eyes are konum for sleep today if I sleep tomorrow. This indicates that he was allowed to sleep on the first day, which is how he violates Oyachel retroactively when he sleeps the next day. The Gemara first answers that although we do not allow him to sleep on the first day, the mission is teaching the lacha of one who does. Alternatively, Ravina answers that the mission is speaking of someone who simply said, Konum sha'ani b'shena, konum on my sleep, without referencing his eyes. Although the netter is not valid because sleep is intangible, Midarabanan, it is an effective netter and he's still subject to Oyachel Dvaro. Pointing to the Gemara challenges Rav Yudah again from a mission which states that if one says to his wife, Shat that which you benefit from me is forbidden until Pesach, if you go to your father's house from now until Sukkot, if she went before Pesach, then she's forbidden in his benefits until Pesach. The Gemara infers that if she has not yet gone, she may still benefit from her husband, and we're not concerned that she'll go to her father's house before Sukkot and trigger her nether. The Gemara answers, If she went before Pesach, she's prohibited from benefiting from her husband and receives Malkas if she does. If she did not go, she's merely forbidden rabbinically to benefit from her husband out of fear that she might go to her father's house before Sukkot. And pointing her through, the Mishnah on Daf Yud had said that one who says to his wife, my relations with you, the netter is effective. The Gemara here asks, but he's biblically obligated to her. As is written, Her food, her clothing, and her time, referring to marital relations, he cannot reduce. How then can the netter take effect? The Gemara explains that he said, The benefit of your relations is forbidden upon me, in which case the net is effective, although he effectively forbids her in having relations with him. The run explains that he's able to prohibit his own benefit, which is in his control, because he's not directly prohibiting her benefit. This distinction is borne out from a statement of Rav Kahanu who said, If a woman says, My relations are forbidden upon you, we force her to have relations with him. Because she's obligated to him, and therefore the netter cannot take effect. But if she said, The benefit of your relations is forbidden upon me, it is forbidden. Because we do not feed a person that which is forbidden to him. So once again, the three points are number one. Yudah said on Dav Yud Dal that when one says, "Konum enai my eyes are konum for sleep today. If I sleep tomorrow, we do not allow the person to sleep today, since he may sleep tomorrow and trigger the netter. The Gemara here poses a challenge from a Mishnah, which states that if one says, "Konum shani b'sheina, konum on my sleep," he's prohibited by Lo Yachel Dvaro. He shall not desecrate his word. After clarifying that a netter expresses way cannot be valid, for we've learned that a netter is not effective on activities, but only on tangible entities, and that a netter must have a time limitation, since a netter is also invalid like a shvu if it's impossible to keep, the Gemara concludes that the Mishnah must be where he said, Konum enai b'shein im ishin My eyes are konum for sleep today if I sleep tomorrow. 
This indicates that he was allowed to sleep on the first day, which is how he violates Oyachel retroactively when he sleeps the next day. The Gemara first answers that although we do not allow him to sleep on the first day, the mission is teaching the lacha of one who does. Alternatively, Ravina answers that the mission is speaking of someone who simply said, Konum sha'ani b'shena, konum on my sleep, without referencing his eyes. Although the netter is not valid because sleep is intangible, mid it is an effective netter and he's still subject to oyachel dvaro. Pointing to the Gemara challenges Rav Yudah again from a mission which states that if one says to his wife, That which you benefit from me is forbidden until Pesach, if you go to your father's house from now until Sukkah, If she went before Pesach, then she's forbidden in his benefits until Pesach. The Gemara infers that if she has not yet gone, she may still benefit from her husband, and we're not concerned that she'll go to her father's house before Sukkah and trigger her netter. The Gemara answers, If she went before Pesach, she's prohibited from benefiting from her husband and receives Malkas if she does. If she did not go, she's merely forbidden rabbinically to benefit from her husband out of fear that she might go to her father's house before Sukkot. And point number three, the Mishnah Daf Yud had said that one who says to his wife, my relations with you, the netter is effective. The Gemara here asks, But he's biblically obligated to her. As is written, Her food, her clothing, and her time, referring to marital relations, he cannot reduce. How then can the netter take effect? The Gemara explains that he said, The benefit of your relations is forbidden upon me, in which case the net is effective, although he effectively forbids her in having relations with him. The run explains that he's able to prohibit his own benefit, which is in his control, because he's not directly prohibiting her benefit. This distinction is borne out from a statement of Rav Kahan, who said, If a woman says, Tashmishi Alecha, My relations are forbidden upon you, we force her to have relations with him. The Shibud Mishab because she's obligated to him, and therefore the netter cannot take effect. But if she said, Hanaz Tashmishi Chalai, the benefit of your relations is forbidden upon me, it is forbidden, because we do not feed a person that which is forbidden to him. All right, so now we go to our simmer duff, Tezvav, and our standard simmon is a fruit bowl, because Tezvav reminds us of Tubishvat. Tubishvat reminds us, of course, of fruit, and to make it a little more distinct, we use a fruit bowl. So here goes. The fruit bowl bounced on top of the head of a man, trying to stay awake because he said, Konam on my sleep, was snatched by his angry wife, who decided to bring it as a gift and visit her father's house before Sukkot. Because she was upset with him for making another net on something, he was obligated to her. Midaraisa. Once again, slow motion. The fruit bowl, fruit bowl, that must be warned up. Tezvav, Tubishvat, fruit. The fruit bowl bounced on top of the head of a man, trying to stay awake because he said, Konam on my sleep, which reminds us, Ravina said that if someone simply said, Konam Shani Bishena, Konam on my sleep, without referencing his eyes, although the netter is not doubt because sleep is intangible, Midarabadna, it is an effective netter and he's still subject to Oyechel Dvaro. So the fruit bowl bounced on top of the head of a man trying to stay awake because he said, Konam on my sleep was snatched by his angry wife, who decided to bring it as a gift and visit her father's house before Sukkot, which reminds us that more brings a challenge to Rebuda from a mission which states that if one says to his wife, that which you benefit from me is forbidden till Pesach, if you go to your father's house from now until Sukkot, if she went before Pesach, then she's forbidden in his benefits until Pesach. The Gemara will clarify the question and bring an answer. So the fruit bowl bounced on top of a head of a man trying to stay awake because he said, Konam on my sleep, 
was snatched by his angry wife who decided to bring it as a gift and visit her father's house before Sukkot because she was upset with him for making another netter on something he was obligated to her, Midaraisa, which reminds us, the Mishnah Daf Yudalanam Abbas had said that one who says to his wife, Cone of my relations with you, the netter is effective. The Gemara here asked, but he's Midaraisa obligated to her, as it's written, Sherek Susa Vonasa Yikra, her food, her clothing, and her time, referring to marital relations, he cannot reduce. So how then can the netter take effect? The Gemara explains that he said, the benefit of your relations is forbidden upon me in which case the netter is effective, although he effectively forbids her in having relations with him. The Ron explains that he's able to prohibit his own benefit, which is in his control, because he's not directly prohibiting her benefit. So once again, the fruit bowl bounced on top of the head of a man trying to stay awake, because he said, Konama my sleep, was snatched by his angry wife who decided to bring it as a gift and visit her father's house before Sukkot, because she was upset with him for making another netter on something he was obligated to her, Midaraisa. All right, now it's time for four blah Daf Yudolf. So the similar Daf Yudolf is stars, like the 11 stars in Yosef's dream. The eccentric guide of the planetarium, which had strict rules about not eating your star exhibits, star exhibits, that must be on Daf Yudolf. Stars. The eccentric guide of the planetarium, which had strict rules about not eating near star exhibits, was frustrated that his guest did not make an inference from his comment of not hu and that which you eat. Which reminds us, the Mishnah Dav Yudam Abbas taught that one who says lechun shaokalocha aser, not hun should be that which you eat of yours, he is forbidden from eating his friend's food. Lechun is interpreted as lechun, not hun. The Gemara here explains that by saying it should not be hun, it's inferred that it should be instead like a carbon and determines that the Tana is Rabbi Yehuda, for it cannot be Rabbi Mer, for Rabbi Mer does not hold of that from an inference of a negative, you hear a positive. So he would not consider this vow effective. So the eccentric guide of the planetarium, which had strict rules about not eating near star exhibits, was frustrated that his guests did not make an inference from his comment of not who and that which you eat. So instead he told them, well, carbon, which meant that because it's like a carbon you cannot eat, which reminds us, Ramir interprets the words, carbon, to mean, carbon, like a carbon your food should be, therefore I will not eat of yours. So the eccentric guide of the planetarium, which had strict rules about not eating near star exhibits, was frustrated that his guest did not make an inference from his comment of not chulen, that which you eat, so instead told them, carbon which meant that because it's like a carbon you cannot eat, and then showed them a constellation that looked like the meat of a shlamim. After Zerika, which reminds us, Rami Barakama asked, If one said this should be to me like the meat of a carbon shlamim, after the zrika of the blood, what is the halacha? The Gemara clarifies that the inquiry was made where a person had the meat of the shlamim after zrika in front of him and said about a second permitted item in front of him, ze This should be like this. The question is, is he linking the netter with its origin, meaning the primary state of the carbon, before the zrika in which it was prohibited, or is he linking the netter with its current permitted status? Dafyud base. So the symbol Dafyud base is twelve brothers. So here goes. The twelve brothers, twelve brothers, that must be on Daf Yud base. The twelve brothers who each vowed not to eat or drink on their father's yard site, which reminds us the Gemara attempted to bring a second proof to Rami Barakhama's inquiry whether one is Matbis's netter to an item in its original state of Isra or to its current state of Heter, from a bright which states that if one vows not to eat meat nor drink wine on a given day, Kiyom Shemesbo Avi, like the day his father died, the netter is effective. The proof is rejected when the Gemara says the cases where the brothers had fasted every year on their father's yard site. So the twelve brothers who each vowed not to eat or drink 
on their father's yard side, got so hungry that they started to dream of eating kachal's arn ukutrumasa, which reminds us the Gemara attempted a third proof from a Mishnah Daf Yud Gemara base, which states if one declares an item kachal's arn ukutrumasa mutter, like arn's chala or like his truma, it's permitted. This is because they're considered a davra asr, an inherently forbidden item, as opposed to a davra anadur, an item prohibited through vowing. The Gemara infers that had he said kachumas lachme toda, like the truma of the breads of a carbon toda, meaning the four loaves separate from the forty loaves to be given to the Kohen, the vow would be effective because it's a davra nadur. The Gemara will come to reject the proof. So the twelve brothers who each vowed not to eat or drink on their father's yard side got so hungry that they started to dream of eating kachal's arun ukutrumaso and decided to distract themselves by separating truma from their lachmi toda while it was still in its dose day, which reminds us the Gemara demonstrates how truma can be taken from lachmi toda while it's still in its dose day. Daf Yud Gimel. So the singer Daf Yud Gimel is a bar mitzvah boy. So here goes. The extremely nervous bar mitzvah boy, bar mitzvah boy, that must be learned Daf Yud Gimel. The extremely nervous bar mitzvah boy who brought a live bachor in as a prop for his pshatlan, Hare Alaika Bechor, which reminds us, the Gemara on the bottom of Yud Beis on Beis brought a b'raisa, which taught, if one says, Hare Alaika Bechor, this meat is like a bechor towards me. Rabbi Yaakov forbids the meat to the vow, but Rabbi Yud permits it. Rabbi Yud permits because a bechor is a davra aser, inherently prohibited from birth, not a davra nadr. Whereas Rabbi Yaakov forbids meat since the Pasuk says Lashem, and there's a mitzvah to verbally consecrate the bechor. So the extremely nervous bar mitzvah who brought in a live bechor in as a prop for his pshatel on Hare alaika b'chor, tried to get out of speaking by declaring, Konum my mouth, which speaks to you. Which reminds us, the Mishnah of Yud Gimel on base states, if one says, Konum pi medaberim Konum my mouth, which speaks to you, or my hand which works with you, or my foot which walks with you, the netter is valid and his fan is forbidden to benefit from these activities. The Gemara wonders how such a netter can be effective since nedarim do not take effect on activities since they are intangible. The Gemara answers the Mishnah speaking of one who said, let my mouth be forbidden for my speaking with you, or my hand should be forbidden for their working with you, or my feet should be forbidden for their walking with you. He thus declared a netter on tangible items, which is effective. So the extremely nervous bar mitzvah boy, who brought a live bachor in as a prop for his pshetel on hare alaika bachor, tried to get out of speaking by declaring cone in my mouth, which speaks to you, and then wasn't sure if he could eat at the suda because he blurted out, that which I eat of yours is like chazir, which reminds us, the first mission in the second parak begins, ve'el mutar, and these are the vows that are permitted, meaning ineffective. Among this list is one who says, kubasar chazir, your food should be like pork to me, or like and some other examples. These illustrate the concept that one who makes a nether of hatpasa, linking, in which he declares an item to be like a forbidden one, it must be done with a davra nadur, a vowed item, meaning one which became prohibited through vowing, and not a davra asra, an item inherently forbidden. Daf Yudal, so the similar Daf Yudal, is a hand, and we often use a juggler. So here goes. The Amar's juggler, juggler, that must be more on Daf Yudal at hand. The Amar's juggler, who had pointed his juggling pins at his wife and said, You are forbidden to me like my mother, which reminds us, the Mishnah Daf Yud Gemal had stated, One who says to his wife, Hariat alaike ima, you are forbidden to me like my mother, posting a Pesach mamach We make an opening, a het in a darn from, from elsewhere as a basis for annulling the nether, so he will not take such matters lightly. Although the nether is not valid, since his mother is a Dabra Aser, an inherently forbidden entity, he is required in the Rabbanan to seek an annulment of his nether, so he should not come to be lenient in a case where he use a proper Dabra Nadur. The Gemara Nardaf brings a contradictory brisa and then resolves the contradiction. 
So the Amar's juggler, who had pointed his jogging pins at his wife and said, You are forbidden to meet like my mother, was unable to protect himself from the juggling balls she threw at him, because in one hand he held a safer Torah, in which he swore, which reminds us, it was taught in a brace, one who vows by the Torah, he has said nothing but Mashakasaba, if he swears by that which is written therein, his words are affected because he's swearing by Hashem's name, which is written in the Torah. The Gemara clarifies that the Bryce is speaking where he's holding the Torah in his hand, in which case we say even by simply saying, the his mind is on the names of Hashem written in it. So the Amar's juggler, who had pointed his juggling pins at his wife and said, You are forbidden to meet like my mother, was unable to protect himself from the juggling ball she threw at him, because in one hand he held a sacred Torah in which he swore, while he used his other hand to hold open his eyes to prevent sleep today, lest he sleep tomorrow, which reminds us. The Gemara says, If one says, Konim hayom im My eyes are konim for sleep today. If I sleep tomorrow, Rav Yudah says in the name of Rav, He may not sleep today, although sleeping today is thus far permitted, for perhaps he'll sleep tomorrow and cause the previous day's sleep to be in violation of his nether. Rav Nachman argues, He can sleep today and we're not concerned that he'll sleep tomorrow. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you learn that a netter works if one said, cone my mouth from speaking with you? That's on duff. Yud Gimel. Good. Number two, which stuff do we discuss a case where a man said to his wife, that which you benefit from me is forbidden until Pesach, if you go to your father's house from now until Sukkot? That's on daf. Tezvav. Good. Number three, which stuff do we discuss whether one who says to his wife, you are forbidden to me like my mother, requires a Pesach to his netter? That's on daf. Yedad. Good. Number four, which stuff do you want a netter does not work when one is matpis the netter to a davra aser, such as basur chazer, the flesh of a pig? That's on daf. Yod gimel. Good number five. Which stuff do we have a machok is in a case where someone says, my eyes are conan for sleep today if I sleep tomorrow? That's on daf. Yedad. Good number six. Which stuff do you want the review to say that the chassidim rishonim would pledge nazirus so they could bring a chatus to Hashem? That's on daf. Good. Good number seven. Which one that if a husband said the benefit of your relations is forbidden upon me, the netter is affected even though he's chayv in onah midaraisa. That's on daf. Tazvav. Good number eight. Which stuff you have the story of Shimon Atzadik and the handsome Nazir with the beautiful hair? That's on daf. Tess. Good number nine. Which something when the Ravina says that if someone said konum on my sleep, midrabban the netter is effective even though sleep is intangible. That's on daf. Tezvav. Good. Number ten. Which stuff do we discuss? A case where one says he will not eat or drink kiyom shemesbo aviv like on the day his father died. That's on daf. Yud base. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichur. Wishing you a great day and great learning.